Welcome Hi. to another episode of Tuzaman. Hi, Hi Tzili. How are you? Good. And, and listen, we have a very interesting guest today. And we, we, let's dive in. No That's introduction. It. No introduction. No, story just look at him and we, can, we know that he is a totach. <laughs> a totach is, yeah, a totach. Liami okay. Lawrence. Yes, it is Liami. Hi, Shalom. Liami Lawrence in Tel Aviv now, an American okay. in Tel Aviv. Liami, where are you from? So... Uh, I made Aliyah from Los Angeles. When? Uh, eight years ago. Ooh. And I went from Beverly Hills to Schitt's Creek. No, I'm joking. <laughs> ben Yehuda Street now, it's like a Schitt's Creek, yeah. Exactly, see? Yeah, no, no, it and, sounds um, terrible. They just, they, they dig in in Tel Aviv because they build a subway. No, there are days when I can't even walk the dog for uh, six hours at a time because they took away the sidewalk in front of the building and there's no way out of the building. Unbelievable. It's crazy, but we got used to it. It's been like a year already. Hmm. Probably another five, six years, you but know? In five right. years, you'll have a subway. Yeah, when Jesus comes back and is a yeah. grandfather... Then we'll have the subway. Right, right. Why did you move to Israel? That because I'm an Oled de Fouk, you know. I just um and exclude that. I got I got this in my head that I needed a sense of belonging, and every uh, my parents are American, and basically this is my story. Where we moved around a lot when I was a kid. I went to two junior high schools and four high schools. Where and East Coast, all over the East Coast. So I never stayed in a school too long. When we moved to Massachusetts at the time, I was the only Jew in my school. And well, I got beat up. The army, that's why you moved around a lot. My father left the army. And you, you know? still moved? We still moved. You know, my parents were drug dealers. What could I tell you? No, ah. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking, mom. You are talking to Chile and see people on Square Disney and we believe everybody. We are ah. very innocent. Um, no, I'm, I'm just joking to all those that are listening. No, so anyway, um, we moved around a lot. I was the only Jew in school. It was 1977 or 79 that it got so bad, a uh, math teacher refused to teach me because I didn't believe in Jesus. So wow. he threw me out of the class. My, my parent, today, my parents would be millionaires just from what happened. But back those days, you couldn't sue. So they just gave me a study hall. Wow. For, I never learned math. Wow. And th this, I learned and I know nothing. So. so that's when I started feeling I didn't belong. And my parents didn't know what to do. I was getting beat up every day and pennies thrown at me saying, um, it was the time when the Holocaust series was on. So okay. that, that was 77, 79, I, I forget. Anyway. So my parents sent me with a Jewish group across the country, America, and then I liked it. And then I went to Israel with them and I fell in love with Israel. And I tell me your first sense of belonging. So how it's long- a mess, It's a messed up country, but it's my country. You speak like me. Why do you think it's a messed up country? Because, well, first of all, from my perspective, I deal with the most broken people every day in, oh, in my just, NGO. Tell us well, about it. Tell us about it because people and then don't we know what back. you do. Um, tell us about your organization for the new immigrants to Israel. Okay. So I moved here from Beverly Hills and I quickly fell flat on my face. 
I got really sick. I couldn't find a job. Um, and Did I ran out of money. Israel? Did you know anybody? Yeah, I have. I had tons of friends here. Listen, I I was the the public relations director, director of media of the Israeli consulate. Okay, so I worked for Israeli nonprofits and celebrity wrangler, bringing celebrities to rubber chicken dinner type of deal. So now that you came and you've never. So I thought I know. thought that I'd have a lot of contacts here. But sadly, it didn't pin out. I think there's age discrimination. Like after you become 40 plus, let's say, it's very hard to find a job, especially when right. you don't speak Hebrew. So I wrote a post. My friend told me to complain loudly. I decided I was leaving Israel. So he said, go to Facebook and start a group. I did. I called the Kipolim in Israel movement. The first post was... Is new immigrants. Uh, the first post was F to the Jewish agency that brought me here for lying. And within three days, we had 3,000 people cursing and screaming in every language. In two weeks, we had 10,000. Then uh, Judy Maltz from Haaretz, she's one of the editors. She, well, I was famous here 30 years ago for something else. And but she remembered let, let that. Me stop you, let me stop you for a second. Can you describe the process of becoming a new immigrant when you come to Israel? Because people are not aware. I mean, not everybody is an immigrant, but it, it's hard enough to move from country to country. So to most people watching you are either immigrants, children of immigrants, or grandchildren of immigrants, wherever they're watching from, America, Israel. What is the process today that you had to go through in order to become um, a citizen of Israel? What you fill you out a lot of paperwork. Through? You have a lot of background checks, FBI fingerprints and whatnot. You have to prove that you're Jewish. Or like there's a law of return. So if somebody has a Jewish grandparent, and you could prove that you're allowed to make Aliyah move to Israel. However, you will not be considered Jewish. So therefore you can't get married in Israel. You can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery in Israel. And it's a lot of problems. And guess what? We have a half a million immigrants, 500,000 people in this category where, where they serve in the army. They're part Jewish. In America, reform and conservatives would say they're Jewish because that's who they are. But in Israel, you know, the religious have a very strict hold of the definition of who's a Jew. What do you think about it? What do you think about Israel being so strict about defining who is a Jew? So right now we are doing the No Alone program for Rosh Hashanah, where we spent the last two weeks matching, personally matching each Oleh in six languages that needed a place to go from Matula to Elat, we put them in a home. And we don't care if you're religious, part Jewish, recorded Jewish, we service anybody with the two dot Oleh, an immigrant card, that's who our NGO services. So we don't discriminate. About 40% of the people that we place are Russian or Ukrainian. And about 30% of them have never done anything Jewish. So I believe hold in Kiru. You still on. didn't answer my question. No, no, no. But let's go back because there's a what? 
I want to know, because I'm not a new immigrant uh, to Israel, how is Israel welcoming uh, its new immigrants and what Israel is giving a person um, to bring them to the country? Just take us okay. through the process of coming. Okay, so let's say you filled things. out all the paperwork and all that stuff and you've been approved. So now you do not come to Israel. Sadly, many do with no savings. So you get a free ticket one way to move here, courtesy of the Israeli government. And then basically you're on your own. You don't you get, get some money. You get for... a package. You get a, a salklita, which is a, a basket over the first year of 18,000 shekels. Okay. Okay. Spread over six or seven payments. Where do when they you... take you from the airport? Where do you go? You're allowed one ride in a taxi to wherever you're going. However, some people come here with no places to go. So, so what happens? They, so the ones from third world countries and like war countries right now, or India or, or Hungary, places like that, they go to um, Mirkaz Klitat absorption centers. For free. Um, for free um, because they're gonna, it's mostly for younger kids right now, younger people right now, it used to be for anybody. Um, basically for Western immigrants, they're pretty much on their own. You know, um, a lot of them, sadly, we feed people. We, we just fed a, about 20 families this week that didn't have food and lone soldiers who had no food for the holidays and couldn't leave wherever they were to go to somebody's house. How does um, people we, know about your organization? We have 46,000, 45,000 plus people on Facebook. It's called Keep Olim in Israel Movement. And- And how do you finance it? So we are eligible for government funds, but there's no government. We are- <laughs> That's funny. We, are, we just- we are all all our donations come from private um people uh, private people people in the group um you know we we seriously need help to keep our doors open we the government have, knows i mean the system knows about so business. yeah alex kushner javier knesset alex kushner came to our hanukkah party we make events we do we do a lot of things but um Alex Kushner spoke at a Hanukkah party in the pouring rain in front of hundreds of Belim. And he promised that our mental health program will get the lion's share of 2 million shekels for mental health for Olim. We right, right now service 200 lone soldiers in 15 different languages with weekly, ah, with weekly therapy in their own native language. And wow. then we also have another 350 Olim from 100 different countries, basically, that uh, we service weekly also. And either they're free, it's free, or they pay a very low sum directly to the therapist. What is a common, a common uh, thing uh, that caused them to go to a therapy, like a depression, anxiety? Oh, a lot of people. I got depressed when I came here. I came from Beverly Hills. I brought all my tchotchkes and all this stuff. I didn't, I didn't know that I'd be 
broke. I didn't, I never had in my life where someone had to bring me food because so the Israelis, you know, Israelis like, oh, you know, Israelis feel free in your house. So they go to the refrigerator without asking, right? It's very different right. than Beverly Hills. Right. They open the refrigerator and they say, oh shit, there's no food. This they is what say, they do you know in what? So they tell me I'm going out for a smoke and they come back 20 minutes later with sakiot of groceries. Right. That's Israelis. Yeah. So that's the beauty of Israel. So right. that's the beauty plus, you well, know? The, the, we have the, this, there are two things in Israel. One, very warm people that welcome, they welcome you in the best way. And the system is giving you a pile of problems, but it's hard enough to, to move. But I want to ask you, when you, you basically serve everybody, doesn't matter, Jewish, no We Jewish. have a hundred countries. We serve you if you're part Jewish. We've helped Russian Harry Krishners. You know, if their grandparents Jewish, we, we don't judge. We, we've helped everybody. You know, our, our mental health department's run by an angel. She does passage. She doesn't get paid. Everybody works for free except for me. I have a salary that's almost poverty level because yeah. I, I, we want to do this. We help people. Last night, we had a, a suicidal Ole that right. called us. Right. They call up Iran, the suicide hotline, and they don't have English people available. So now people are turning to us. We have a Russian department. We have a Spanish and French department, and we have obviously an English department. We have a lean from 100 different countries, all backgrounds. Half the group is religious. This is the beauty of Kipolim. Half is religious, half is not. There's one thing in the group, there's no politics. But tell me so something. We don't, that's like the unifier. So we unify people that never would talk to each other. We have Haredim in the group. We have Harry Krishna's in the group from in Israel. So everybody is together. That's the one thing because if we unite immigrants, they have a lot more power because That's every okay. time there's, there's elections. So we're trying to get the ears of the people to say, help us because we're well, doing your job. So we, if you want to come, make Aliyah to Israel, you have to get in touch with somebody in your country. Right, in order to start, you get in first. You get in touch with the Jewish agency in your country. That's fine. Why don't they tell them? Why don't they tell them? So why? A lot of a lot of a lot of just want numbers. They don't want to say why is we called keep olim, keep olim, keep immigrants. Right now, we don't take a gun and stand at the airport and sing. What do you mean they want only numbers? Well, they want to say that there is enough olim. They don't. They don't like if you come. So I can tell you. Don't tell I can tell you that forty to fifty percent of French olim leave and Latinos leave. About 35% of the Russian-Ukrainian population leaves, and I'm going to estimate 60% of the American-Canadians leave also. Nobody and about you. half from Western Europe. Like, so not I have, I have about 500. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I just got to say this. I, Me personally, I keep a list. I have 500 friends, people that I know personally that have left the country in oh, six yeah. years. What do you expect if the salklita doesn't include the the mental and emotional uh, taking care 
You see, Israel is a wonderful, you talk to me. It's the best country in the world. I love it. I cannot be outside Israel. When I'm outside Israel, I come here six months, no, half and half. I'm, I'm not happy here. I don't breathe well here. But still, it is, for me, it's the best country in the world. But if you ask me what is the fuck-ups, I can give you a list. You can give a list and silly kid give a list. Now, somebody should give the list. They should come prepared. I must tell you something. I know I'm taking space here, but when I came to Michigan for my graduate school the first time, I didn't know what to expect. I ended up at JFK. I don't hear Hebrew anymore, only English. What the fuck is this? I go and I want something that belonged to me that I'm used to. So I went to this deli and I asked for blinches. Well, the woman looked at me and she said, I don't know what it is. I said, oh, so I started to explain her, was it Belinches? Like 15 minutes. And then she bring me two wonder bread, you know, the white bread and in the middle, a piece of yellow cheese, right? <laughs> that was my, and then I go to the taxi. I can swear to God, I, the, the driver was chatting all the time to an arbor from Detroit. I didn't understand anything. Not yes and not no, nothing. So, you know, for the first few weeks, I felt, you know, lonely. I was married, I had a child, and still, you know, it was so difficult. Nobody prepared me. So most of them, you just yeah. grabbed the experience. So we just experienced Corona. Oh. Israel was closed. The Olim couldn't see their families. People had weddings, bar mitzvahs, people dying. It was a mess. We try to help as many people as we can to get the proper papers. We have Josh Aronson who worked his butt off for, for volunteering, spending days doing this. You know, people feeling close. We had support groups. We did, we did 100 people participated in Zoom support groups. And um, it was amazing. We had support groups in five languages. So people right now, it's the holidays. So many of them are lonely. They have no place to go. They don't know what to do. We right. don't just throw them in people's houses because we throw them in people's houses. They're going to be texting on the phone wishing it was a white Christmas back in wherever they yes. came from. Right. So we need to do shiduchim. And that's how we do. Our volunteers take the time to hear what the person, we've done transgenders, we do LGBT, we do vegetarians we we don't care we do all the people that need to have a place to go or take care of yeah i mean did you ever put together um a plan or a program that to work with the with the system in israel to tell them from your experience what oh you... yeah so we had a meeting with the jewish agency with the ceo who politely told us if we mention the word suicide one more time, the meeting's over. I came, I came with the heads of my Tikva of you know Tikva by Kipoli mental health program. Because we had 12 lone soldiers commit suicides. We now think about this. There's only 6,000 lone soldiers, half of them come from Israel from broken families. We also service them as well, but we have 200 lone soldiers right now in mental health therapy oh my god what does that say we have stopped so many i've been on the phone three times personally myself where i had a lone soldier go to his commander with me on the phone put down his gun and say i can't do this anymore this is for you please get me out of here okay 
I, we picked up people, we put them in the Barbanel, the mental health system in Israel, Alapanim. Okay. Last what? night we had a suicidal phone call during the holidays. Three years ago, I had Yom Kippur suicide phone call. Okay. I, we answered the phone. Susan is, is Haredi. Susan's very religious who runs this program. She got a, a hexure from her rabbi that when I call her, she'll answer the phone so we could save the people committing suicide. Have you ever worked oh. with the Dhorit Nitsan? Uh, Nitsani, you know, they have, she and Yair Nitsani, they have um, an organization for lonely soldiers that uh, came to Israel. Uh, sad to say, I've never heard of their name. This is really also this a problem. This is something that, uh, it's a big organization, and every year, uh, every winter, they do a big, big, big uh, party for um, um, support to the lonely soldiers, and they give them homes, they give them uh, money, they give them support. There are more organizations that I think you should know about each other. Uh, I'll give you the details. Well, we reached out to people. We work out with the housing for different NGOs that work for housing for lone soldiers. We're partnered with them. We Last year, we advocated for lone soldiers to get a bigger monarch, and we got that. And Svika Klein tweeted about it, giving us credit for it. So... If people want, if people want to help, how should they get to you? So we have a website, keepolim.org, k-e-e-p-o-l-i-m.org, and they could read, and they could see, they could see pictures of people we helped. Tomorrow, for instance, Motzi Shabbat, we have nine babushkas and dadushkas and bat yam, and we. <laughs> About a year ago, my co-founder, Svika Greiver, who's from his parents are Bukhari immigrants, um, he found a Russian uh, lady begging on the street. And so we said, we'll help her. And she told two friends who told two friends, and now we have nine babushkas and dadushkas. And we personally, because these are invalids, a lot of them, so we go to, we, they tell us what we want, they want we go buy it for them and pick it and give them a hug a kiss a happy two minutes you know and that's it but the, the incredible thing sadly in Bait Yam is about 30,000 elderly people like this we just have nine okay when we walked into the houses the first time there were two or three babushkas that didn't have the refrigerator plugged in why it was empty their cabinets empty where social services there is none we, we know do, that you know i i myself rescued 18 homeless olim off the street these are olim these are not people that are drugged out of their minds i mean some started to and they're not they just fell through the cracks nobody listened to them nobody cared they gave up hope they just they wound up they're sometimes too embarrassed to call their families sometimes they have no families and these are the people we help. It's it's insanity because yeah, nobody I mean, else does what you, we do. What would you uh, recommend a new immigrant who wants to come to Israel? What would you tell them? Do your homework. Number one, saying. you want to move to Israel? You better start learning Hebrew. You don't need to learn the, the people first who class. Are... If you don't know the word shalom and todah when you get off the plane and about 
a thousand, two thousand other words like that, seriously, don't come. But you know, there are many reasons why people do move from place to place and when do they come? The, because I think those who really wants to be part of the Israeli country, I think they have a different background. So the question is, uh, what do they expect? Why do they come? So a lot of times their expectations don't meet reality. Right. Okay, <laughs> They think it's Yofi, it's going to be watermelon and beautiful yeah. girls on the beach. Yeah. And they come here. And they find out when they're 24 that their job that they're being offered is for 6,000 shekels. And they're like, no, whoa. And they're like, they go to the to look for apartments. And they're like, whoa, it's four or 5,000 shekels for an apartment. And I'm talking like a closet in Tel Aviv. Even in South Tel Aviv, the bad part of Tel Aviv. So there's no reality. Because so I go back to what I was only saying have before. To live in Tel Aviv. Whoever meets them abroad, when they come to apply and they want to be Olim, they should have... They, they don't. In a lot of cases, they don't. So Hebrew is the first thing. If you don't come with money in your pocket, you're probably not going to get a job for the first six to nine months. Wow. Got to learn some Hebrew. You got to take care of all your personal assets, personal things, you know, kupar cholim, your medical, your you know, all this stuff. But you so, know, there's a difference between those who come to the office of the Jewish agency, and there is a difference between those who run away, let's say from the Ukraine now that ran, you know, all over the place. If you come to the Jewish agency office, I think they should work with them and prepare groups to teach them certain things and make sure they have the time and the layout in order to move smoothly to Israel and then start to work in Israel. You, you know, there are a lot of things here. We, we deal with a lot of Olim because we deal with mental health. They are, they're all on special medication, you know, medication, right. antidepressants, anxiety medicine, and they, guess what? In Israel, they don't have all these medicines, this, the exact brand. So they can't get what they're getting abroad. And they switch medicines and they start, you know, yeah. downing. Right. And they but become I think lost. That, you know, we have to put some order in the whole thing because they're, and, I, and it's not, I'm not against anybody. It's just that you have to put some order in the whole thing. People move around and move to other countries from, thousands of reasons um, and they look for solutions or they get or they have problems at home and they want to go and I don't think that Israel should get only those who really mean to build the country you know we're not there uh, the question is how do you define how do you prepare them how do you uh, welcome them what do you do with this so the first thing is only get, no, 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 no. wait 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 what? Nobody's the doing anything silly. What are you talking hold about? On. Every country should have some stages in the whole thing because if it's not uh, an emergency, you need money and you need forces in order to welcome well uh, everybody. So I think it's, I know it's very hard. It's hard to move, period. It's much harder when nobody is waiting for you, and it's even more harder when nobody's preparing you. But I think that it has to be organized differently. The fact is that you deal with the leftovers because they fall between the chairs and nobody's helping them and they are stuck and they cannot go anywhere. So thank God, you know, 
there are people like you to help. But I think that... I think we let them down. I'm telling you, Sili. No, I... Not you before. But in, Sili, Sili, you're right. Sili, Sili you're right. Yeah, I've said it all the time. Somebody should organized. make a problem. You know how to get them. However, listen. You know, another <laughs> thing that bothers people is Israeli manners. If you come from a polite country like England, we've had so many Olim cry because they what they perceive as Israelis being rude to them. Yes. And people people cry in Opon class. You have 50-year-old ladies and men that start crying because the teacher thinks they're stupid. So your your whole self-esteem coming here, right, you know, starts to decline if you don't get settled and have Absolutely. somebody That's helping you. It has to be organized and prepared. Um, and I think that it has to be um, in order to be very, very well put together for everyone, you have to do it in a moderation. What bothers me is that like when there is an, a, 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 a new disaster, like the war in Ukraine and everybody came, Israel didn't know what to do with them, to take them, not to take them, Jewish, non-Jewish, you know, it's, it's water. BS. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, we have... No, we deal with a lot of these people. A lot of them went back to the Ukraine because they were so rude to them at the Jewish agency, mm -hmm. the way they treated them. Don't forget that people expect Jewish people who want to come to Israel, they do. It's not like coming to England and somebody from America. Gone. We expect different from a Jewish state. But that's what and I the, said. The, 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 the expectations. The, the expectations that they feel they're coming home. Yes. And suddenly they that's feel right. left down. It's exactly well, that's what exactly right. Now, what yes. you're saying yes. is because they think, oh, everybody's going to do horrors in the street welcoming yeah. me. It's and not horrors in the street. Welcome They're them. saying, Lama, why did you move here? You're a friar. What 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 possesses you oh, to yeah. move from America or right. England or or Germany or wherever? You know, yes, there are a lot of people running away with, from war. There are other people trying to improve their lives. Right now, Aliyah from Brazil and Argentina are right. at record levels, and they're just getting more and more. All the young people from Argentina, Brazil are fleeing. Now the rich ones are going to Miami. Or, or to uh, Portugal or Spain, and all the poor ones are coming here. Same thing with the French in France. Right yeah. now, the poorer ones are coming here. That The poorer ones actually stay here. It's the ones that bought the houses here as insurance, you know, and they have a place. I live in a French neighborhood. Most, uh, I'd say 15% of the apartments here are empty. For them, it's even easier. Because the French. French community are kind of united, but not Los Angeles. Kids who come from the, uh, you know, when you come from Paris, there is enough people in Tel Aviv that may help you, French. But not people that come from Los Angeles. There is nobody here like a community of Los Angeles people. It's you don't have something like this. The French are much luckier in a well, way. Well, that's why that's why we create established this Facebook community. Right. You know, after after two weeks, the ten thousand people join the group, screaming and bitching in every language. Right. You know, cursing their situation showed that How you have you? that. Suddenly, we were we were from Judy Maltz's cover story. We were on every TV show, every morning show, every network. But you know, and, and suddenly, I'll tell you, the girl in the Amuta office, I was still, I worked for free for a year and a half at Kipolim. 
my father was dying and he said, you're doing some mitzvah, you're doing a good deed, so I'll pay your rent for a year, wow. but anything else you're on your own. Wow. And a couple of years later, he died. And um, basically, this organization was made from a, a grassroots support of the whole community of all the Olim, because they say, let's unite, because unite, we have power. And forget your politics. We're not here to talk about, we service all Olim, whether in, they're in Ariel or Yudin Shamron or the West Bank. We don't judge people. We also service people that belong to Harry Krishna, apparently, and other people. If you have a two-dot or that, we don't judge. If the Israeli government decided to let you in, Yes. Bavakasha, we listen, deal with you. Listen, do you know that we have a general problem, I, I feel, in Israel, and we were talking about it quite a bit. There used to be much more solidarity in Israel between people in general. There and also used I, to be a much smaller country. Right. When, I lived, here, when I lived here in the 80s, there was four and a half million people. Now they say we're 400,000 from 10 million. Yep. We're, next year we'll hit 10 million people right. here. Right. Right. So it's, it's a, a very, very small country in a tight a small space. Country to uh, to handle this problem, and I think it should be more organized, and people need to help more. But what would you um, do? You put on your website um, like a recommendations for people what to prepare before. It's almost like a Bible. a Bible. So we 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 are a post. Oh, sorry. I dropped you. We're a post-Aliyah organization. We don't help with Aliyah. There are special cases that no, we did. We help. Your, listen, you have a lot of uh, you have a lot of uh, years of uh, experience and your own personal experience. You can at least address them and tell them, look, guys, we're here to help you when you come in. But I think you should have this and this and that. Including language. It, it would be easier if you uh, do that. We, you need to be aware that this and this and this and that. So then at least, you know, whatever, and work maybe with the Jewish agency to, to work on certain system when they come to their office in any country. See, the, see, the problem is the Jewish agency doesn't want to work with us. Okay, see? And they don't want to work with us because we pointed out when we had a meeting with them, oh, they would just wanted compliments. They're right. like, Is it, uh, look how good we're doing. And I yes. said, half the people are leaving. So you only want to see right. what you want to see. It's amazing. You yeah. don't see the... So we ended the meeting because we talked about suicide they so again. They don't really care. So we left. They don't you know? really care. No, they don't. You know, I... You know that every human being should be taken care of and they have the capacity to do it. In the so let's talk about... Well, let's wait, wait, let's talk about... No, well, I listen, gotta say this. Since the beginning of the century, since the beginning of any time that people came to Israel, many people went back. When they went back to Europe, even when the Holocaust took place, they went back. The Russians left and went to the United States. Many people left all the time. Not everybody can handle it. They try, it doesn't work, they leave. You cannot address everybody. You have to try to cover the majority. So what, that's why we provide mental health. You don't have, a, if you go through Kupat Cholim, you wait months for an English or Spanish speaking, yet alone Portuguese 
speaking therapist. And when you get them, it's in basically in Israeli and broken English. Okay, all our therapists or volunteers, we have 70, speak the immigrants' language because they're all Olim themselves. And they're doing this from Chesed. So we have a support system. That's what we do. We say, okay, you need help getting a job. We have a resume uh, program. We, you, want, you need help with the lawyer. We have a lawyer program for reviewing contracts because when you review contracts, we do free contract reviews for each of that in the first year of Aliyah. Why? Because that's the first place they get screwed. They sign a piece of paper in Hebrew. They don't know what they're signing. They just trust you because you're my brother. Well, you're I Jewish. just made Aliyah. Jewish you is good to do. But you know, my father came from Berlin. Uh, okay. He had to go every day, morning and afternoon, to the coffee shop of Berliners, right? Okay. He always moved around with a butterfly tie. Always. His fingernails, you know, were always manicured. My, my, uh, my cousin, she didn't know Hebrew until she died. But it was different times. But, you know, I, I, can, I know people here in New York. Israelis that they live in Israeli neighborhoods, they don't speak English, they don't know what's going on here, they only know how to get along and how the, the rules are working for them. And they, you know, they live like in a yeah. ghetto. And also when we grew up in Israel, there were groups of groups of groups yeah. of immigrants. German, they, had, they had their registration, they had their newspaper, yeah. you know, everybody came to Israel. It's, it's different times now. Different People now. have social Very media. Different. That's right. And that's why but, we connected people on social media. I think that's doing an amazing whole... job. I want to tell you something. I mean, I think you are amazing what you do. I think it's so important. And I want to thank you uh, almost personally that you thank have you, you, you and everybody with you who really devote their life to, you know, to taking care of those people you know what i can I, I only made a film about a berliner who came to israel it was completely out of place you know <sighs> but i wish i would put my my hand in my pocket and not in my mouth and help because it's really amazing Please, because we, we need help the government you know don't help enough you know people are like shocked when they're like okay we we're dealing now we deal with lone soldiers Right now we're organizing, the next project is organizing for lone soldiers after the army, because so many of them have post-traumatic stress disorder, yes. PTSD. Yes. So we're organizing drop-in places where once a week, we're gonna go to a different city, bring pizza, bring beer. We'll have a therapist on wow. hand and we'll have like an icebreaker game because these people wow. need friends. Yes. And that's the thing after the, you have a camaraderie in the army, you together, you're Pluga for a few years. Suddenly, each one goes to India, this one goes back home, this one goes here, and now they have nothing. And for the 21-year-old American kid, they're lost. Right. And so we... It's heart like an ocean. What can I tell you? It's amazing. We're a few days away from the new year, the new Jewish year. What do you do for the high holidays? Oh, he's he's making shidduch. I'm making, we made over a hundred shiduchim, where for Milat to Matula, anybody that needed a place to stay, we put them in a home. If you were religious and you needed like uh, the Kol Chag, we gave you the Kol Chag, all the holiday. Um, You know, we also, we had 16 families we fed this week, so they could have the Chag, so they have food on the table. 
And tomorrow night we do our babushkas. We have nine babushkas that we spent a few thousand shekels on and we try to spoil them because first of all, they don't leave the house, you know? And there's, they have nobody. And sadly, that's only nine lucky people because for them, they won the lottery. You know, we have about 30,000 just in Bat Yam alone. What about in Yaffa? What about in Lod? What about in Taifa, Jerusalem? So yes. it, it's Miami, endless. Because, um, uh, we have to end up. Just, um, just give us a message or give a message to the new immigrants on the way to Israel. What would you tell them? Well, first of all, I say Baruch Haba, welcome to Israel, but live in reality, not, not in Hollywood illusions. This is not the Israel that, you, this is a real country. Your, 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 your visions of what's going to happen here and you're going to meet the most beautiful girl and live in a penthouse overlooking the beach and you're going to drive around in a Maserati. And, and you know, it's very different Tel Aviv is the most expensive city in the world, folks. Right, right. Okay, so let's live in reality. You can't come here and say, oh, I'm American, I'm a college graduate, I'm and, and expect Israelis to bow down at your feet. Sorry, that ain't going to happen. Right. Stand in line, every other Israeli wants you to bow down and kiss their feet. So basically, you have to be realistic. If you don't learn Hebrew, you're going to have to start any place working in service, working so with right, tourists. So at, least, at least those Jewish agencies in America who don't want to have any, uh, you know, stretch <coughs> on the beautiful picture they portray, at least they should tell them learn Hebrew. I think they, they might. Don't. Be, they, they, I, I say give a free Alpine online before I say right. that they should have a list of a thousand words in a test. And you get free online videos. And until you pass the thousand word test, right. you it's can't so come to Israel because so we're just building up more like how if they only invested a little bit more money into mental right. health, we're doing this. OK, I, I'm living on, on my father's inheritance that my father gave me. I can't pay my bills on my salary. OK, and. I have a whole crew of volunteers. Susan, who runs mental health, works 50 hours a week, except for Shabbos, to 12, 13 hours a day, one after the other, saving Olim. It's, it, it, it's overwhelming. So yeah. we need to have a proper budget we for have this. To, yeah, listen, to. I bless, you know, God bless you. It's unbelievable. Keep working. Yes. Do as much as you can and Shana Tova. Oh, Shana Tova. Shana Tova to you too and all yeah. the listeners. Yes. And, and if you want more information, go to keepolim.org. And it's in four languages. So you can take your pick and enjoy. No and see what we do. And if you like what we do, please donate. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Yeah. It was a pleasure meeting both of you today. And yeah. And I expect to see both of you in Israel. I look Soon. forward to a cup of coffee with both yes. of you. My Soon. treat. Okay. okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye.